Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Your Story? Today's episode is called Vitiligo. In honor of International Face Equality Week, I wanted to drop this podcast about my vitiligo. So let's start a little bit from the beginning. When I was about five years old, my parents owned a deli. I had been bothering my mom because I wanted some salami. And I was like, mom, please, can I have some salami? And she was like, Marisol, leave me alone. Kept harassing the poor woman. Until finally, one day, it was a Friday before Easter and you're not supposed to eat meat. So that day I was like, mom, please, can I have some salami? And (laughs) she was like, Marisol, if you harass me about this one more time. So this gentleman walked into the deli. So I had bothered my mom one more time and she was like, you see that man over there? And I was like, yeah. She was like, you're going to end up just like him if you eat meat on Friday. Is that what you want to look like? And I was like, no, I don't know. And she was like, stop asking me for it. This man had, his hands were completely white and he was of brown skin. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose my hands. So of course I stopped bothering my mother. My mother also at the time thought that he had an issue with the liver because it was so rare to her that in her country, it was generally an issue of the liver if that's if you had spots on your hand or face. So fast forward a little bit, I worked at the restaurant. One time, I was so exhausted. I mean, exhausted beyond words. I told my boss, it felt like my soul was carrying my body. I just could not get out of bed. I couldn't figure my life out. And working day and night was just becoming so much more taxing. When I had quit, I went to the doctors and I had gotten some blood work done and it turned out that I had really bad anemia to the point where the doctors didn't know how I was functioning day to day. So they sent me to a hematologist. I went to the hematologist. Turns out I needed to set an appointment with the cancer center to get blood infusions. Now I panicked because I was like, oh my God, I have cancer and they want me to get these infusions. It's like, I thought it was a chemo drip. I just, I was so ignorant to what was happening to me and I didn't even bother to look it up because as soon as they were telling me these things, my mind went to the most negative thing that I could think of and it was that I had cancer. So I got my infusions. I cried because I still didn't know what was happening instead of looking it up. I think it's one of those things that if I don't look it up, I won't know how bad it is and I can deal with it. If I see just how bad it is, then it's scarier to me. I don't know. It's a really bad way of thinking about things. But anyway, fast forward a little bit. I had a spot on my finger. Now, when I was younger, I had a spot on my left arm and my left leg on my calf, but nobody ever thought anything of it. It was just kind of like, oh, that's so cute, a birthmark. So now... Fast forward, I had gotten the infusions done around 2016. So around 2017, I got the first spot on my finger and I was like, well, that's weird. Oh, well. So then around 2018, I got the next spot. And at that point, I was like, I wonder what's going on. That's kind of cool, though. I have like little spots on my fingers. Neat. So come around mid-2018, and I call it spotting, so I started spotting on my face. And I was like, what is going on? I hope everything is okay. When the book Fifty Shades of Grey came out, I had gone to the beach. I must have read about four chapters, and I was laying on my belly, and I was like, man, let me turn over so that I don't burn. So then at that time, I wasn't using sunblock because you're young and dumb. So I turned over, and I'm reading this book, another four or five chapters. I turn back over, I keep reading the book, So when I get home, I end up with sun poisoning. One of the worst situations I've ever felt in my life. That tan ended up blasting me like four years, no lie. It was the weirdest, ugliest tan I think I've ever seen on a human. Now fast forward, I'm getting these spots on my hand and I'm like, what is going 
going on? So I go to the doctors and they tell me to get blood work done. Comes back fine. So they like go back to the hematologist. They say that no, it's not a result of the infusion. Okay. I go to a dermatologist and they tell me it's vitiligo. And I'm like, what? Vitil? Who? What is this? I don't even remember how to say it. And I was like, uh, I don't really know. So I looked it up and what vitiligo is, it's an autoimmune disease. Of course, I heard that and I thought I had AIDS because again, your brain likes to go to the most extreme sometimes. What happens is that your body thinks that your pigment or your melanin is bad, so it starts to fight it. And it's just your body trying to save you from your pigment. So you start to lose pigment in certain parts of your body. So as I was reading up on it, it said that it usually starts with the parts that are most exposed to the sun, your face, your hand, your feet, and then from there it starts to move on or it could just be concentrated areas and then that's it or it could just be symmetrical so I was like I don't know any of this it all sounds French to me I'm just gonna keep moving but then more spots started showing up I was spotting like crazy about a year ago the late 2018 it really started to show on my face and then 2019 it just exploded it's taken over about 80% of my hands I would say it's on my eyes all of my nose around my lips my chin and my ears it actually looks really cool it's on my feet and now it's moving upwards on parts of my thighs I don't have it on my stomach yet but anywho I was lucky in the sense that I thought that it looked cool but a lot of my family members didn't understand what was happening so to them it was very much like we need to cure this and my mother again was very worried that it was the same thing that that man had which was an issue of the liver right in in our innocent minds so it was very much like we need to get you checked out no those aren't enough tests like these doctors don't know so then slowly as anybody with vitiligo knows they start to try and find you cures and remedies oh drink this this will work take that that'll work so they offered me light therapy the chances of it working or sticking were a bit low they offered steroids but it would lower my ability to fight infections and I was like eh, I don't need all that so then after that came like the home remedies drink this tea take this pill and I went to go do my taxes one time and the older woman that worked there was staring at me now I am five foot six 160 pounds I have a mohawk and this vitiligo this woman is staring at me and I'm like she must really hate my mohawk if she's staring at me this hard <laughs> and she's like okay they're ready to see you so I go to the back to the woman's office and she's not really staring at me but just does a double take I'm like okay can you just do my taxes please like everything in here is really weird so the older woman comes into the room that I'm in and she's like I just want to tell you that my son has the same thing you have and we were able to cure it. And I'm like, wow, that's great for him. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know what it is. It's a mixture of pills that we put together from Peru and pills from here in the United States. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know about all that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll find out the formula for you and we'll get it for you. And I'm like, uh, that's okay. I don't really need it, but I appreciate it. Thank you. The woman that was doing my taxes was like, listen, it works if you're diligent. If you're not diligent, it doesn't work. But the biggest thing that helped him was that he started to relax because his was very stress-induced. Now, that's a common theme that I keep hearing about it being stress-induced, but I like to think that I don't live life as stressed as other people. So I kind of, I'm not really buying it. But at the same time, I could see it being true. I'm not saying it's not. So somebody else said that in Cuba, they found the cure, but you have to be there for three days and you have to take all this medication. I was, again, not about that life. So the other day I went to Target a couple days ago, about a week and a half ago, I went to Target. I needed to grab something. And this 
boy who must have been about 13 14 and this other young lady were standing and as i was walking he was like staring at me and whispering and then as i of course ended up behind him in the line he's turning around and he looks down at my feet and he goes back to whispering to her and then looks at me like stops at my hands and now he's whispering and then goes up to my face and then goes back to whispering. Now, I should have said, excuse me, is there a problem? Is there something that I could help you with? But I'm not a confrontational person. And again, I don't really care. It was the first moment, though, that I felt like, oh, man, somebody's staring at me because of my vitiligo. I felt uncomfortable for the briefest of moments. And then I kind of just took a look at the kid and I was like, ah, he's young and dumb. Like, it's not his fault. Society has groomed us to have ideals of what we think, what beautiful is and what ugly is and so on and so forth what's weird so I said you know what he'll eventually either grow out of it or it'll get worse for him but either way it's not my problem and that's sort of the approach that I've taken with this entire vitiligo situation if there is somebody that doesn't like it if you stare at me and you go ugh that girl and her ugly vitiligo or her missing patches or look how ugly she looks. It's not my problem because I don't carry a mirror around with me everywhere I go. It's your problem because if you're staring at me and you don't like it, then look away. If you have a problem with it, just don't look at me. At the end of the day, thankfully, I feel it has made me more beautiful than the reverse of me feeling ugly and shame that I have this condition because when it comes to how I feel about myself and, and self-image, I struggled with it a lot. In my family, looks were a big deal my oldest sister modeled the next one was always tall thin and beautiful with long hair the third one had these stunning green eyes and just this beautiful face and then the fourth one was always the beautiful one and I just kind of settled into being me the bigger one I was always the one that was eating I was always the one that needed a diet like at a very young age around 12 years old I started getting stretch marks I just gained a lot of weight puberty was not nice to me at all I felt awkward in my own skin I didn't know what or who I was I always wanted to look like a male in the sense of how they dress because I always thought it was so cool I always wanted their haircut <laughs> their outfits their tims the way the pants cuffed at the very bottom of them but never really dragged on the floor those are things that I wanted I never wanted to look like a female beautiful dresses and all this other noise so there was a lot of anger in that department as well the fact that I was able to look in the mirror and say wow I feel so beautiful with this because it's so unique it's like I'm a canvas and there's this art on me for everybody to look at it's almost as if I had tattoos on my arms and my face and it's so unique to me no two persons vitiligo is the same it's all so different to everybody and I'm sure uh, some people out there know of Winnie the model and hers is parts of it is symmetrical which I think it looks amazing like on her face and stuff like that so I think it's super cool that everybody's is different in their own way so it makes me feel so unique like I'm the only one of my kind and like that's priceless to me so I feel as though anybody that's out there struggling with vitiligo or with people staring at them or things like that there's one of two ways that you can look at it you can either hate it which would make my heart cry because I think it's something that adds to beauty that doesn't take away or you can love it and really just become an ambassador for it there's somebody that I follow on Instagram and I love Instagram for this because it's been able to connect me to amazing people that I've met through this journey because that's what life is right a journey and his name is Apache Indian first of all I think the name is so clever <laughs> and second of all this man is stunning like he has it throughout his beard on his face his hands and I think it's gorgeous but he's an ambassador for it and that's how I saw we were in international face equality week is through his post and I just think that everybody has their own struggle and I'm not taking away from it but I just wanted to share my appreciation for it and for all the differentness that there are because it's not just vitiligo there are people with these gorgeous birthmarks on their face and things like that and 
I remember somebody telling me, whatever it is that you have. When I was younger, I hated my hands. It was something that I've always hated because they're like manly, let's face it. So I remember this person like holding my hands and saying, like, whatever it is that you have going on, just let it go. And at first I was like, because you don't know what I've struggled in, what I've been through. But at the end of the day, it's already in the past. So all I can do is learn and move forward. And at that moment, I was like, okay, let me work on that. And I have it like all over my hands. So it's turned into something that I'm like, I have to just let it go. You can't look the way I look, have a mohawk, vitiligo, and be self-conscious. It's like you can't be a butterfly and not want people to see your wings. It just, you can't be that way. So my advice to anybody that's struggling with something like that is maybe change your perspective on how you see yourself. And perhaps somewhere along the line, you can find that there is beauty within you because we're all so unique and we're all so beautiful in our own individual ways. And who is anybody else to tell us otherwise? At the end of the day, when you sit at home alone, if you can be your biggest advocate, then you've already won. I hope that you find happiness with your own face. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.